0: hello and welcome to the rouse review part two the city works edition of the program uh i'm dan hoffman and with me is amy simmons i'm the city manager she's the communication <laughs> director uh today we're talking about special events now these are uh when we say special events these are really special events that are they, they need a little help or assistance from your local city your local municipality mm-hmm. we're not talking about you know a, a little birthday party at your house we're talking about Parades. We're talking about big fundraising events. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, uh,
1: you know. Runs.
0: Beer fests and runs. (laughs) Concerts. Concerts and all that kind of stuff. Because we get, uh, we have a lot of nonprofits Mm -hmm. in town, in this town, just like many towns. And they all love to do events to raise money, which is fantastic. Uh, Our role is to make sure that they're safe and that they are conducted in a way that doesn't, yeah, wreck the city. So um, <laughs> we're going to bring in, first off, we're going to bring in uh, Frank Myrtle from the police department, Captain Myrtle, and we'll bring in uh, JD, JD Orndorff, yep. assistant uh, chief. the assistant chief over at Fire and Rescue. We're going to, because we don't have enough mics for everybody, we're going to go two and two. So we're going to start with police and fire, and then we're going to bring in uh, the emergency, our emergency manager and uh, Justin Hall from public services. So uh, let's start off with Frank and JD. Let's bring them in. All right. Welcome Myrtle and Orndorff, also uh, known as uh, your captain. Captain, that is captain correct. Captain now. When I first started, you were not captain. You've been promoted to captain. Since uh, that's I correct. I was promoted uh, last year. When you first started it, I was a sergeant. That's right. That's right. Moving right up on the rank. So it's actually Captain Myrtle. And when I started, you were not assistant chief either, were you? I was not. You were? Deputy chief. Deputy chief, which... It's kind of, it's different in fire and police. So the number two person over at police is the deputy chief. That's correct. <clears throat> over at Fire, it's Assistant Chief. Deputy Chief is kind of the the, the third rung right there. Below Chief. So, yep. uh, so two guys that have, uh, although they are have been promoted recently because they're awesome. Uh, <laughs> they are uh, they have been with us for for quite a while. JD, you've been here for like
2: since I'm you on were My twenty third year. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> since I was born. <laughs> yes, you were actually two thousand in, incubated here at City <laughs> Hall in a special pod. Yes.
0: <clears throat> and Frank, you've been here uh, coming up on twenty one years. Twenty one years. He too right after you. So uh, two gentlemen that are very, very familiar with Winchester, uh, events in Winchester, and that's that's really our topic today, is talking about uh, how do special events work in Winchester. But if you are listening outside of Winchester and you're curious how special events work in your local jurisdiction, uh, a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are very similar. I've worked in a few different jurisdictions and The basics are the same in each place. There is an application. The application gets reviewed. um, There are resources put to it. There's payment. uh, And then there's management of the actual event itself to make sure that it's uh, a safe event that everyone can enjoy. Uh, Now, what we're not talking about today are, you know, your kid's second birthday party (laughs) that you have out at your house. Or if you uh, you are going to rent one of the little pavilions over at the park, you know, for a you know, end of, end of summer party with your kids. It's, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, you can go reserve the space. We're talking about bigger events. Today, we're talking about events that uh, require, you know, possibly road closures per, you know, serving alcohol out on the street, uh, parades and timeouts. Amy's giving me hand (laughs) signals and I'm like, timeout, what's wrong? A tent, a tent, yeah, you can just say, oh, you don't have a mic, (laughs) I was like, just say tent. Um, That was Amy's, (laughs) this is one of the few times when I I wish we had a camera, this was recorded. Uh, It was Amy doing like a YMCA type of move. No, uh, it is, or tents. Tents are one that often throw people off too. Uh, So we're gonna start this conversation uh, by talking to Captain Myrtle and Assistant Chief Orendor from Fire and Police. Uh, and in a moment, we'll be joined by uh, our emergency management uh, director, Scott Kenzinger, and Justin, Justin Hall, who we've had on the, on the cast before. So let's start off with the public safety side of things. So the police department is really folks' first entryway And when they, when they want to submit an event application, is that right, Frank? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So someone shows up at uh, PD and normally they've probably knocked on like two or three door other doors (laughs) first before they find out they have to submit an application at PD. Um, but if you go to our website, you'll be directed to the police department. Uh, and they show up and they say, Hey, we want to do a a parade to raise money for, you know, puppy dogs uh, and lollipops. Uh, what do you, what do you give them? What do they What are they given at that time? So
1: they're given a packet that actually uh, uh, has the application in mm-hmm. it, uh, which inside the application has uh, a lot of questions about how many people it's going to have. Will it affect road closures? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they need extra security? Are they serving alcohol? Um, several different questions to see uh, what level of manpower will require be required from the police department.
0: Yeah. What are some of the big factors that are going to trigger decisions from? various departments
1: uh basically the amount of people uh mm-hmm. time frame are mm-hmm. there other events going on at the same time mm-hmm. uh road closures is, is a big thing yeah uh, that is it's probably one of the main closures or, or main things we look forward to see mm-hmm. uh how many roads we're closing down and uh you know wh- what will that actually affect
0: and why does that uh drive our cost
1: uh Then we look at what you'll be able to talk to Justin later about Mm -hmm. uh, bringing his guys in to um, set up the barricades to ensure that uh, the detour routes uh, are in effect, that we're able to safely Mm -hmm. uh, get the citizens around Mm -hmm. and still provide uh, customer service to our citizens without Mm -hmm. it uh, really impacting that.
0: And in some cases, we need an officer present at those intersections too, Yes, correct? that's
1: correct. If it's a busy intersection, we would need to bring in uh, one of our officers to man that intersection mm-hmm. and to uh, help divert the traffic around it. Yeah.
0: And for people, you know, and we charge people for that. So if, if it's going to be an officer or someone from our EMS crew that we have to have on site, that's something that we actually ask for reimbursement for. Uh Frank, talk about why that is, because these aren't just officers that we pull off of patrol. Oh, you're working this today, so go over and stand at this intersection. We we can't do that. Right?
1: Yeah, no, unfortunately we can't do that. Yeah. You know, we have a, uh, a shift minimum mandatory that we're mm-hmm. required to meet. Uh, so a lot of these events uh, are mainly on weekends, mm-hmm. uh, so we want to uh, make sure that uh, our officers are still providing the service to the citizens Mm -hmm. and uh, we're required to bring an officer in who would not be working and pay that officer to work the assignment. So we asked for the reimbursement for that.
0: So you mentioned size of event and being kind of a trigger. So, you know, obviously if it's, you know, 20 or 30, you know, elementary school kids, it's probably not going to trigger a whole lot of stuff, but let's say we're talking about hundreds or maybe a couple of thousand people and maybe there's alcohol involved. Um, what the kind of things that trigger, you know, particularly for the fire department, because, you know, when, when you, when you mix heat in the summer, <laughs> alcohol, uh, a blacktop paved, uh, parking lot, uh, low air movement, low air <laughs>
2: movement, you know, things can go wrong. Uh, tell us about what fire's role is in that case. Yeah, so it's kind of it's interesting to bring up those points, uh, especially in Virginia, because the weather can change in a, mm. a blink of an eye. You just wait an hour, they say it'll change again. Uh, but heat and, and different things like that, they really play into our um, how we're going to man whatever it is. And also you brought up the age uh, with being children versus mm. uh, adults or even the elderly, um, if there's, depending on what the event is. Those are all the things we kind of take into consideration along with the mm. number of people. Um, there's actually a, a formula out there. They say that you need to start looking at it at 500 and at 1,000, we should have a, a EMS unit nearby to, mm-hmm. to render first aid for, yeah. for people.
0: So that's why we, on the application we ask, how many people do you expect? One of the questions we get is, well, I don't know. I hope 1,000 people <laughs> show up. Well, we, you, we hope you're accurate because we are going to make our plans based on 1,000 people. If 30 people show up, you're still gonna be charged for the staff time to support a thousand person event. So uh, what kind of resources do we put in place? You said, do, do we have a, an ambulance? I know we have other, you know, we've got the, the Gator, which is basically a little, you know, ATV that we have out. What, what, what makes that determination?
2: Uh, so, so again, depending on where where the event's going to be held, mm-hmm. uh, such as if you look at Loudon Street Mall, um, the access is is limited for ambulances or bigger apparatus. So we normally will put a gator down there now, mm-hmm. uh, with the ms personnel on it. Uh, the other thing that we do for fire and rescue and also the police department is we put a safety plan in place. Um, anything I believe it's a thousand or more folks, we put a safety plan in place, which means that we look at means of ingress and egress and getting out, getting in, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, to make sure that the community can be protected while they're outside or enjoying their event got it got it so let's say they've submitted their
0: application which you know the fee just to submit the application is i think we were talking earlier about 25 25 25 so uh that alone is not you know really a, a backbreaker for it shouldn't be uh, if you're planning an event but when you have an event uh you know and we'll, we'll talk about bigger events here so let's say apple blossom if you're not in winchester you're not familiar with apple blossom uh, it is by far our largest event in the city. It's been going on for like a million 96 years. 96 years. 96 years. Thank you. Uh, it is 96 years. It is thousands and thousands of people over the course of a week. <clears throat> it starts, the first weekend is wine fest and a few other events. And then there are events sprinkled during the week. And then there's the actual like parade and kind of the, the, the big party occurs the second weekend. Um, so, when we're actually planning an event like that, it's more than just fill out an application, throw the application at PD and say, all right, here's my $25. Uh, What kind of planning goes into a massive event like that?
1: So uh, we actually, I think, started planning last year, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's pretty much all hands on deck. Uh, Somebody from every department in the city is is on. uh, We sat in an almost two-hour meeting this morning. Mm -hmm. It's the final meeting uh, before this year's event to to just ensure that everything's good. Uh, So there's a lot of meetings, um, a a lot of um, emails back and forth. Mm Um, new ideas we're fortunate because a lot of things with apple blossom remain the same Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're able to piggyback off what has been in the past Uh, but you know with a new event coming up uh, some of the events they changed this year Mm -hmm. uh, changed kind of the uh, dynamics of the way that we do things and uh, but there is uh, I know we meet at least once if not twice as a whole group, and mm-hmm. then we'll meet individually with the, uh, for example, the carnival people, the, the mm-hmm. uh, Frederick County Parks and Rec who's uh, hosting the, the Kids Mile and the 10K this year, mm-hmm. uh, the fireworks, mm-hmm. um, and meet individually uh, at, as a public safety team yeah. uh, with those individuals, um, and uh, just to ensure that everything goes good, smooth.
0: How many uh, PD officers do we typically have working at? Uh,
1: well, it? there's it's easier to say how many are, are we have off, uh, which is <laughs> yeah,
0: none. And we are uh, 70, uh, we're 79 sworn uh 79 yes. 79 sworn yeah. so we probably we, we don't approve leave uh really that weekend do we no
1: that's kind of one of the things when they're hired is, is mm-hmm. there's two days out of the year that you're not allowed off uh, yep. and that's apple blossom yep. uh, so uh, i've had one apple blossom off in my career and that was uh the year COVID hit.
0: yep there you go <laughs> <clears throat> so we have you know over the course of 96 years they've got this event down to a science and when i say they i mean the apple blossom organization uh, this event, Apple Blossom, like many large events, are not actually a city event. We are not the organizer. We don't coordinate it. We support and make sure it's a safe event. But we are not the organizer of the Apple Blossom Festival. Credit goes over to Brad Veach and Absolutely. his team for that. Absolutely. Uh, we are just here to support uh, in whatever way we can. Uh, so that's the vast majority of the police department over in fire is pretty much the same. It is the same. Absolutely. Pretty yes. much an all hands on deck. So we'll see, uh, you know, I know sp- particularly down here in the walking mall, I'll see, you know, at least one ambulance stage nearby, typically the gators there. Um, and yeah, you know, regularly every year I see somebody pass out, you know, in, on the sidewalk. Uh, there's always, from s- heat. always from heat. From of heat. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're so happy. at Apple. Yeah. Awesome. They just pass out from the excitement. Um, so this is a, this is really an all hands on deck type of event. So let's say the event is over. It's wrapped up. You kind of, uh, Frank, you already kind of referenced it. We start planning for next year, almost right away. What, what types of things do we do after an event, particularly a major event to, so that we learn from. What has occurred?
1: Uh, so we always do an after-action plan, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, we meet again uh, with basically the same people that planned it, um, and and look at worked what worked very well mm-hmm. and uh, any. Issues or areas of concern we had, mm-hmm. and we go ahead and start uh, making thorough documentation of what we could do next year and look about seeing if we could make any changes to to make it better.
0: Gotcha, and JD. What what recommendations do you have for uh, someone attem- attending? And it could be apple blossom or any kind of large, you know, day long event. Maybe alcohol is getting served what events uh, what what advice would you have for an attendee to make sure that they can safely
2: enjoy uh, the entirety of the event uh, probably the one thing I would say is just make make a plan, have a plan for what, wh- where you're headed, where you're going to park, all mm-hmm. these different things. Just being in a city setting, like a lot of those things are limited and a lot of people will come into town mm-hmm. and they just assume that it, they'll figure it out. Um, and we do have a lot of resources out on websites and different things to lead people in the right direction. But for me, it'd be just have a plan, make sure you bring water or whatever, um, or you can get it here. I'm sure, Hydrate people. Event. Hydrate people, right? <laughs> um, but that would probably be my biggest thing. Have a plan.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a good place to take a pause. We're gonna go ahead and bring in Scott and Justin to talk about the, the public works and emergency management side. Thank you, Frank and JD. Good to see you guys. Thank For you. Appreciate sure. it. Take care. Okay, we're moving on from Frank and JD and now we've got Justin and Scott. Justin and Scott, uh, who I will reintroduce to all of you. Uh, Also, they've been guests before on the show. Uh, Scott Kensinger is our emergency management coordinator and Justin Hall. You run most of public services. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) I keep saying that and then it's kind of jokingly, but public works division manager, we got to come up with something a little more exciting. (laughs) Uh, So you guys are here because you also play a very important role in event management here in the city. Uh, We've been talking a little bit about Apple Blossom and uh, you know, how events the process is and how it starts over at the police department. Uh, but what a lot of folks don't see is, particularly what you guys do behind the scenes. They see our, you know, our police officers and our firefighters all in their nice uniforms, getting all kinds of kudos and you know, thank you for your service and love you guys, particularly the firefighters. And their, their <laughs> egos get bigger and bigger and bigger. I can say this because Scott's a former firefighter. Um, and, uh, but now, but you guys are in a role where it's behind the scenes. You make sure things run smoothly, uh, in a lot of other facets. So, uh, let me start off with Scott. Scott, what does emergency management do behind the scenes while everyone's having a good time at apple blossom while they're or <laughs> or any large event?
3: Yeah. while they're, while they're having good times, um. We're planning for worst-case scenarios, mm. uh, making dark. sure that yeah. you know, everybody's safe that's attending these events. Mm-hmm. And we, we make those plans. We make the contacts with outside resources if we have to bring those folks in. What
0: kind of resources?
3: Such as apparatus, ambulances, or extra people to manage incidents mm-hmm. uh, where our folks get overwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, or aren't available because they're doing other things. Yeah. Um, we, we can bring those resources in, or we can contact the state. Just just a whole host of things um, mm-hmm. uh, that we can um, bring to, yeah. the, to the table.
0: If something particularly bad, let's say were to happen during Apple Blossom, or let's say was an incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, during Apple Blossom, we're already on a bit of a heightened you know, monitoring situation to right. begin with. Uh, what does our, what happens in our emergency operations center were there to be a, a significant incident?
3: So the operations center is our unified – for this uh, event, let's say Apple Blossom, it's our um, unified command center for police and fire. So that's where all the – I don't want to say all Mm decision-making, but anything that the field um, may question, then the the officers or the more Mm -hmm. uh, senior-level public safety officials – are in there to make decisions and collaborate with each other. So we're all consistent, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that we're not, uh, asking for resources, uh, overlapping resources. Mm -hmm. So we're competing against each other. And we're also developing all of our plans for that, that major incident. So that, that plan follows the NIMS structure, the National Incident Management System Mm -hmm. structure. So we're, we're executing those plans, uh, during that time. Yeah.
0: Your shop also, uh, Oversees the drone program. We'll come back to that in a minute because that has a, that that also has a role in what we're talking about. Absolutely, <clears throat> Justin, your folks also uh, play a, a very important role in making sure that the actual logistics of the event run smoothly, mm-hmm. particularly after the event mm-hmm. when the dust has settled. Uh, talk about what uh, your team's role is.
4: Our team role really, even before uh, a few months before the festival, getting all the barricades out, getting the dust off of them. You know, we, we deploy about 400 barricades for all the road closures. Mm-hmm. So getting that prepared, uh, behind the scenes, um, the trash cans, you know, we put out 1500 trash boxes for throughout, for both events and, um, 1500, 1500. That's crazy. So, you know, with the amount of people, um, it's good to have more than less because mm-hmm. we, what we, what we have found that people actually use the cans if they're close by. Rather mm-hmm. than just throwing the trash down on the street, yeah. so as far as cleanup, that helps a lot. But we're preparing ourselves to um, after the event, clean the street sweepers, get the mm-hmm. trash um, trucks out there, mm-hmm. and typically, cleanup time, we we clean up just like we do leaf season. We our machines go down, we blow all the trash in the curb, and mm-hmm. and suck up all the trash. And hopefully, after the event, the next morning, it doesn't even look like we had a, a festival. So yeah,
0: so. The one of the things we have with with Apple Blossom, but if you're in a different city and you have a large event, I think you're going to see this uh, particular tool used with frequency uh, in these days. And that is drones, which Mm -hmm. I mentioned. So uh, Scott, talk a little bit about how you incorporate uh, our drone fleet into uh, making sure Apple Blossom is uh, or and
3: again. Any, any event, event. <laughs> any
0: event is a safe event for our sure, residents.
3: Sure, sure. Um, uh, this year and last year, we um, we put together a program with the state uh, to introduce public safety drones um, to monitor, mm. to bring intelligence back to the command center, so that we can monitor, you know, large event, uh, potential large events, mm-hmm. uh, emergency events. This year, it's it's the same thing, and we're also exercise doing an exercise for a crisis or like a riot, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to go on as the, the bloom fest or as the fest is going on, um, but it's it's to demonstrate that the use of drones having that aerial view that normally you won't mm-hmm. ha- you can't get that you're able to take that intelligence and bring it back to a command center and have people making decisions off of that information. So it. it's, it's really valuable information.
0: Yeah, yeah. So back over to, well, I'm ping-ponging back between mm-hmm. the two you guys. So over in the public services side, we talked a little bit in the first part with Frank and JD about you know when someone comes and applies to have an event. Um, when you're looking at that event application, what type of things are you, for your particular departments, looking at that might trigger either the need for resources or, you know, additional presence from your team? Let's, Justin, start with you.
4: Road, road closures as far as detours um, and barricades. Um, mm-hmm. If they're requesting trash to be collected, if they're requesting the street sweeper after the event, mm-hmm. you know, if there's going to be, you know, trash left, we'll get those type of requests. So that's, those are the things we're looking for. Road closures. What times are going? To, what time they're going to be closed, and what are we going to close
0: the um, road with? Yeah. So let's say someone says, "I'm going to have an event. It's going to have, you know, four or five hundred people at it. Mm-hmm. They haven't requested any trash cans. Oh no, we'll take care. We'll we'll pick it up ourselves. We promise. What? We're asking some questions.
4: Follow up yeah. questions. Yeah. We'll ask some follow. We, we know how that goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. The and we charge per. We, do we charge per trash can? Per unit, or we just say we we're we going to handle trash? Pickup. We'll handle trash. Okay. So we I know we charge for police, police and fire right. overtime. We might have to look it at we trash. We charge for main man hour's work. Oh, for, okay. For somebody coming in and so you guys picking do it up. Yeah. Okay, perfect, yep. perfect. Uh, and Scott, how about your team?
3: I'm looking for quantities of people, mm-hmm. the area of town where uh, the event's taking place. Is there alcohol served? Is mm-hmm. it is it a protest, like a peaceful protest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the potential for escalating? Yeah. Or is it just a you know just an art fair or something like that Mm -hmm. those are the kind of things that will trigger whether we stand up the emergency operations center or write an emergency plan and have planning meetings prior to the event Mm -hmm. those kind of things anything that has potential got it in your
0: time because you know Scott you were with fire and rescue before you became our emergency manager Uh, what kinds of things or mistakes what kind of mistakes do you see most often from participants at large events, or organizers of large events?
3: Not planning. Not planning. For organizers, not planning, Mm -hmm. even for individuals, not planning their day. Mm -hmm. Temperatures during Apple Blossom, it could either be flurrying, Mm -hmm. snow, it could be cold, windy, rainy, Mm -hmm. or it could be very hot and humid. Mm -hmm. Those are the times um, that people start to drop out, and then it puts a burden on the public safety. We, We start running more calls. People that leave home without medications or hydration. Uh, people that consume too much uh, mm-hmm. adult beverages. Oh yeah. So the, those kind of things. But the biggest things for organizers is not having a plan mm-hmm. for not only the event but in case of an emergency. You know. So that's where we try to help them mm-hmm. when we look at those applications. We we say, okay, this person might need help with their event. Yeah. And Justin, if you had one wish.
0: One wish for event organizers. What would your wish be?
4: Pick up all your trash.
3: <laughs> <Pick> <laughs> I thought up. that might be coming.
0: <laughs> thank you, guys. All right. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, kind of, We only had enough mics for two at a time, so uh, hey, right. w- otherwise I would have had a whole party in here. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming in. Uh, looking forward to Apple Blossom, and thank you guys for everything. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. All right, so there goes four of our six hundred staff.
2: Did you call them illustrious earlier?
0: I did call them illustrious. <laughs> They're very illustrious, um, <laughs> lustrious individuals. No, they all of them. Uh, and I referenced. I meant to ask Scott and uh, Justin how long have they been with the city too, oh, a long because time. this was another mm-hmm. example of very long-standing members of our team. Decades, you know, Frank. Mm-hmm. Decades, Frank. You know, Twenty plus years from JD and mm-hmm. Frank. Uh, I should say Captain Myrtle and Assistant Chief Orndorff. Uh, Scott Kensinger actually retired from the fire department here after and his now, 20 years. After <laughs> his 20 years, and now he's been the emergency manager for, for a number of mm-hmm. a handful of years now too. So that's uh, he's at 20 plus years and justin he's worked his way up. he's worked mm-hmm. his way up he started with us i think at like in his team, was he 18 or 19 Ooh, or i don't know that but i know he's been here for so long, as long as i have yeah he's been here a long time. you've been here for over long, 20 years over yeah. 20 mm-hmm. jesus um <laughs> that is a testament to all of y'all uh so for 20 plus year members of the team and uh, so if you're you're the you, baby here in this situation. I, I, I am the baby in in multiple ways. So the it's I it, think if you're ever concerned um, about city of events in the city of Winchester, you, you should sleep easier uh, <laughs> because you got guys like JD and Frank and mm-hmm. Scott and Justin who've been doing this for 20 plus years. Uh, so whether it's a, a concert that maybe the, the EDA is putting on, whether it's Apple Blossom that's organized by the Apple Blossom committee um, or just, you know, one of our various parades or marches or races, I mean, on you know, the all mall, yeah. anything on the mall, uh, you've got a team that is very seasoned. And if you're not in Winchester, well, feel free to come to Winchester for a fun, and, safe event <laughs> and then learn how we do it and then learn how we do it. Um, but you know, th- these are the kinds of things too that you should ask your local jurisdiction about, uh, whether you're planning an event or whether you're attending an event. You know, take it take an interest. Special events are a very important part of the cultural fabric of your community, and making sure that they're safe is our our utmost priority. Too many horrible, scary things happen mm-hmm. at events these days for us to take it lightly. So uh, we do our best here in Winchester, and we hope to see you out at one of our many events. And with that, thank you for listening to part two, the City Works portion of our program. Uh, I'm still Dan Hoffman. Amy Simmons uh, is still Amy Simmons, and we will see you around City Hall.